Welcome. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I host a weekly radio show that gets turned into this podcast, the one you're listening to right now. If you're an early riser, you can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM. It also streams on WPRK.org. Or you can subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Regardless of where you listen, this show is about people from the Orlando area who are doing something neat. This episode's neat person is performer Chris Zara. Along with being a nursing student, she and I have performed together in Black Cow Jumps, and I've seen her before that. And I think watching her perform as part of that sort of a combination of improv and scripted and from the heart made me want to do it. So I was really interested in getting her in here and talking to her. Learn more about the show, Chris, and all of the other guests by visiting toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. Janelle Monet on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That was featuring Saul Williams. The album was The Arch Android or Arc Android. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Janelle, if you're listening, and I know you are, feel free to call in and let me know what that was. That was Dance or Die. I feel like that's an appropriate song for a Monday morning. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. This is episode number 128 of To A Certain Degree. I've been doing this for quite some time, but the great thing is you don't have to just listen to me and my jokes over and over again. You get to listen to new people just about every week. Uh, Very special guests. I'm very uh, special because I have special guests on. Does that sound right? Okay. Are you not going to talk? I am. Well, wait till I introduce you. All right. Okay. Chris Zara is here. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. I really appreciate it. Chris, uh, you and I have performed together. Yes. On stage. Correct. Both of us. Yes. All of those are all of those facts are true. Those are all true. So we've uh, chatted before. We know each other a little bit. Un pew, as they would say somewhere. Okay. Okay, great. So we know each other a little bit, but uh, I want to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. And everybody who's listening can get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to play a game right now. Uh, 20 questions. Okay. Very easy, but instead of, so I'll just say, it's almost word association. So I'll say something. You tell me if you're for it or against it. Got it. But instead of saying for it or against it, which sounds terrible, and uh, or saying yes or no, up or down, we're going to play a game called Wheel or Deal. Okay. So wheel if you're for something, possibly the most important invention in the history of man. Okay. Besides fire. But I don't think we invented fire. Um, I think it's an element. We just discovered it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So wheel, uh, deal. I don't like to deal with things. I don't like to make deals. I don't like to haggle. Okay. Oh, um, me Even either. though I'm Greek and I should be really good at it right. or really enjoy it. It's, uh, no. no, thank you. No just tell me what it is, how much it costs, and then I will say no thank you. No haggling. No haggling. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll probably buy it. I'll be honest with you. Right. I just want to say that over the air so in case anybody, right. <laughs> any future people, well, I guess there's still people now. You're a sucker to people right now. I, well, like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. This is terrible. Let's get back to you. Okay. Wheel or deal. Are you ready? I'm ready. Chris, uh, summer break. How do you feel about that? Wheel or deal? Uh, let's go wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it as a kid? No, it was very 
boring as a kid. Okay. So you were deal as a kid, but wheel now that you're an adult? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What What is it about it now that you like? Um, I have more freedom. As a kid, you know, I was raised by my dad, so he was gone all the time working. Mm-hmm. And I was just home alone and it was boring, which is um. probably how my kids feel right now. <laughs> so they would probably be deal on this. Um, but, you know, I, I personally, as an adult now, enjoy having the freedom of summer and don't have to wake up the kids and get them ready for school. And yeah. They can sleep in and I can have some coffee and peace and quiet in the morning. So you don't mind that they're sleeping till noon? No. Now that they're no. both almost teenagers? Yeah. They can stay up till 4 a.m. so that they sleep till noon and I'm totally good with that. So during the summer, your kids turn into cats? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I think that's, that's pet them, you know, all the way around. Give them some milk. <laughs> uh, okay, so how do you feel about Harry Potter Wizards Unite Wheel or Deal? It's the new game. It's like Pokemon Go, except with wizards. Definitely deal. No, not for you. I'm actually angry when I see people posting all of their codes all over social media. Oh, okay. totally deal. Yeah, you don't want to. Nope. You don't want to have to play with them. No. Okay. No. And is it just, do you like Harry Potter? Nope. No. No. Why not? (laughs) If you could just, Harry Potter's listening, J.K. Rowling's listening. Yes. Big listeners, both of them. Congratulations, J.K. Rowling, for this, you know, empire that you've created. Um, But I could care less about wizardry. Do you, uh, what, what did you read as a kid? I didn't. You didn't read? No, I was not a big reader. Okay. And how about now? I love reading now. Okay. Uh, especially Not much uh, uh, young adult in no. the way of that? No. Okay. I, I love autobiographies. So mm-hmm. I like learning about people and, you know, research. I love research. So I, I really enjoy reading. But as a kid, it was just something I had to do for yeah. school. And I don't want to be told what to do. So don't, don't so tell me what to do. You didn't like <laughs> summer when no one was telling you what to do and you had nothing to do. Right. And you didn't, it, I'm guessing you didn't like school all that much when people were telling you what to do. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know how to label myself as far as, uh, I guess my childhood. I would have changed, I would change my childhood if I could okay. go back. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. my favorite part of my life. I would go back in time and so, uh, add words to the vernacular so that I could win more at words with friends. Okay. So I'd look at the deck that I have sure. or the tiles that I have. And create words. And go back in time and insert words, like go up to Charles Darwin and say, hey, put this word in your book and I'll give you, I don't know, a, a farthing. Okay. A sixpence, a haypenny. Okay. Whatever the terminology is for money back then. <laughs> a shilling. <laughs> there you go. That sounds actually like actual money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would do if I could time travel. A shilling. So... It's a good question. What would you do if you could time travel? So fix your childhood yeah. and then win it where it's with friends. You got it. Yeah, perfect. As long as we're not petty. Uh, Okay, so driverless cars, wheel or deal? Oh, I'm torn on this one. Um, I love to drive, so I'm going to have to say deal. Okay. What do you like about driving? Just that level of control or do you like road trips? I do. Okay. Um, I I was just having this conversation with my kids yesterday. My dad told me when I was 16 and wanted to drive. Actually, I was, before I ever got a permit, I drove. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, were you just stealing cars? Was it a gone in 60 seconds sort of situation? Uh, yeah, when my dad would go to sleep, I would just take the car and drive around. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, no, totally serious. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, totally serious. <laughs> 
okay. would change my child. I'm telling you, I would change my childhood. <laughs> we would start over and, and do that again. <laughs> All legal this time. Uh, well, what what was that for you? Was that just a, a way to escape and have some level of freedom? Independence, yeah. yeah. I, I've always wanted independence. So and, you just turn up the music yeah. and just drive around at night? Yeah. Okay. So... So that driving represents that to you. Yeah. And my dad told me, he was like, you know, you're going to get tired of driving. You're not. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So I think me even 20 years, 25 years later, still like, I'm not going to listen to him. He's not going to tell me what to do. He said, I'm not going to like driving. He's never so I'm going to be right. So I'm going to, I'm going to love driving. So even to this day, you know, I'm like, I, I love driving. You're not going to tell me that I, I don't. <laughs> Okay, so driving, it represents a lot of different things. But at some point, would you like to just be able to get in the car and it takes you somewhere? You can relax, you can read a book or listen to music or something along those lines? I would like to have the option. So like if I'm going on a road trip, yeah. I would like to drive while I'm alert. And then if I get sleepy, let autopilot take over. But I want to do most of the driving. What kind of personality do you want autopilot to have? Like it's going to talk to me, you mean? Yeah, like is it Siri? Would you change the voice of it? Would he be Australian? Would it be a man or a woman? Uh, Indiscriminate gender? Like, I, what would you? I like Siri. Yeah. She gets on my nerves, but I, I could deal with her on okay. a road trip. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Or Alexa. One of them. I think you should put both in. Yeah. And they should fight. <laughs> All right. Alexa, you're not driving well. Like, oh, yeah, backseat Siri. Right. I like it. Okay. Uh, cruises, wheel or deal? Oh, God, I sound really lame, but deal. No, you don't. No. no I, it's fun. I don't like anything. <laughs> They're all deals. I'm sure we'll get to something that you like. Okay. I get seasick really Oh, bad. you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. I like the experience of a cruise very much, um, but I get so seasick. Okay. So just a hotel then. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Because it's on land from yes. what I understand. Yes. Hotels typically on land. I've heard. Boats typically in the water. Usually. So unless the boat was just tied to the dock and not moving at all. That's cool with me. Yeah. All right. Good. How do you feel? Let me ask you this then. You get seasick. Yes. How long have you lived in Florida? Uh, since 1986. So 33 years. So a while. Yeah. So you were a baby when you moved here. Yeah. I was just born. How do you feel about the beach? Wheel uh, or deal? Wheel. Oh, you like the beach. I do like the beach. Okay. Do you go a lot or did you go when you were younger probably more? More so when I was younger. Um, and we just went to the beach over the weekend. I'm not a fan of dragging the sand home. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of annoying. As opposed to, so I'm sorry to all those fans of dragging sand home. Yeah. That are listening. Uh, I just offended a whole bunch Apologies. of people. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, the beach is very relaxing. So what kind of, if you don't drag the sand home, mm -hmm. what kind of souvenir do you bring? Just a uh, uh, tanner skin? Yep, that's it. And some salt maybe? Some pictures. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense that's than all. salt. Stories, pictures. <laughs> so the usual things. Yes. Okay. How do you feel about professional wrestling? Wheel or deal? We're going to go deal here. Really? Yes. So as a performer yourself, yes, is that something you ever thought you might want to get into is like getting on stage and pretending to beat the bejesus out of somebody? I have never considered that. Oh, no. Wheels are turning. Now that you bring it up, yeah. like, is this a possibility? Could I get into this? Because if I could get into it, I might get into it. So we both perform. Yes. 
with a group called Black Cow Jumps, yep. which is a lot of fun. It's uh, somewhere between improv and scripted um, yeah. conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really, I, I think somebody at the last one that we did was really describing it as sort of, you know, uh, being a voyeur, being a fly on the wall during other people's conversations, yeah. which I think was a big compliment. Yeah. It's like eavesdropping. Uh, yeah. And so maybe this is the next step for Black Cow Jumps is, you know, we could have conversations whilst wrestling. Okay. Can we wear like ridiculous costumes as I well? I would be a complete oh. luchador. Yes. Okay. 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 Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, of course. Like weird weapons and stuff like uh, now, Okay, hang on. Now we're Chairs. getting into something else. Yeah, so that is kind of a weird weapon. I mean, it is intended for sitting, so. Right. Yeah. I didn't know where you were going with no, weird no, no, weapons, no. though. Like maybe. Bats okay. with nails or I don't so know. So maybe it's American Gladiators okay. more than, right. uh, than professional wrestling. All right, very good. Uh, zombies. How do you feel about zombies? Wheel or deal? Where did you get this list? I'm, I'm, I feel, I'm like, I'm, I'm deal on all of these. You should not. Deal. You're not okay. deal on all of these. All right. But the whole point is to yeah. get to know you a little bit better. Like you can't just find all the stuff that people like. Okay. You have to find, but you have reasons for these things. I do. Yeah. So it's not like I don't you're. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't like anything fake. Okay. I don't like fake stuff. So like the wrestling. So you're not a horror and, genre person? No. Okay. Or wizards. Yeah. I want real stuff. Okay. And from a storytelling perspective, like the analogy of we're zombies on our phones or we're zombies because of culture or something along those lines, that's not a good storytelling device for you. No. Okay. No. All right. Give me, give me, give me a real backstory to Got deal it. with. Got it. Zombie backstory. Yes. Got it. All right. Back to technology for a second. Okay. Uh, colonizing Mars. How do you feel about that? Wheel or deal? Uh, we'll go wheel with this one. Okay. Are you just saying wheel? It could, it could wheelie happen. Oh, that was bad. Right. Yeah. That was really bad. That was, that was really terrible. Bad. <laughs> uh, no, I think that would be great. Would you want to go? No, no. Even if they figured it out and they have like a nice, no, uh, landlocked hotel there. No, no cruises. No. On Mars. Very little water. So you wouldn't <laughs> have to worry about that. The trip there would just be really difficult. Um, I recently read a book by Scott Kelly, the astronaut, um, uh, called Endurance, and he spent a year in space. Oh yeah, and it changed him. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I don't want to go through what he went through. Oh, I see. So the trip to going to Mars, no. Would would I would I try out Mars if like I could be teleported there? Yeah, sure, totally. Okay, I don't, I don't want to travel there. All right, so it's the space travel, the radiation, yeah. the. Uh, the head osteoporosis, swelling. Yeah. the muscle decay, Al- altering of genes. And yeah, none yeah, of yeah. It. None of that none appeals of that. to you for no. some reason. But I would totally check out Mars. What if we could guarantee that, you know, like a Fantastic Four type of scenario where you get hit with some sort of radiation that gives you special powers? Okay, sure. Okay. Yeah, see? Wheel. We're working through it. <laughs> We're just finding the scenario. <laughs> In which case, uh, that would work. Okay. Sandwiches. Um, wheel or deal? Let's go wheel. Okay. I don't eat them. You don't eat them? No. Why not? Um, I shouldn't say I don't eat them. That's not ever my, you know, let it's me, let me have a sandwich. No, yeah. let me let me have a sandwich. You'll never hear me say that. <laughs> well, I just did, and I'm going to make it my ringtone. I'm just going to cut that audio out right. <laughs> and listen to that on a loop. Give me a sandwich. 
yeah, no. <laughs> give me give me that sandwich right there. Right. Okay. No. What is a food that like what's your go-to food? Um I could go out and have anything right now. I want a I love salad. Okay. Um I love eggs, omelets. Really good salad, really good omelet yeah. like a lot of stuff a lot in of it. Veggies. Yeah. Lots of like avocado. Yeah. Anything with avocado. I know I could eat a sandwich with avocado. Oh, okay. Love avocado. So what were you thinking when I said sandwich? I'm thinking, like, okay, so I'm thinking like bologna and a slice of American cheese. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. what I think of when I think of sandwich. Yeah, that's not good. I don't want that. No, I don't know that do, many people do. That's what I think of when I think of sandwich. Okay. So if you're like, come over and let's have a sandwich, I'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> no. So if I ever like feel obligated to invite you to something and I don't really want you to come. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say, yeah, I'm serving sandwiches. Yes. And you won't show up. No. It's great to know. <laughs> okay. That is great to know, I think, for the most part. You'll feel be... better about yourself that you invited me yeah. to the event. And I'll feel better knowing that I don't have Chris, to eat Chris, do you want to come to my sandwich party? No. <laughs> no baloney. <laughs> Not happening. No. All right. Well, good. How do you feel, Chris? Wheel or deal? Sleep. Oh, wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get enough? I think I do. You do? Yeah. Very nice. I so do. you're a parent? Yes. Um, you're a parent. You're not a parent. Right. Well, I guess you're both. Apparently I get sleep. Yeah. And you're a student. Yes. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So okay. do you find like you get enough sleep? Your kids are a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're almost 13 and preteen, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you don't have to necessarily wake up with them anymore in the nope. middle of the night. No, uh, thank God. Yeah. We did that. We, you know, we put in our time. Sure. But that's exactly how well, parents talk about. <laughs> we, we served our time yeah. as, you know, in, in the early stages of in parenthood. Parent jail. Yeah. And if anybody's thinking about having kids out there, you know, a lot of people who are parents go, yeah, you should have kids. It's because misery loves company. <laughs> and because babies are so cute. Yeah, they're terribly cute yeah they're so cute emphasis on the terribly yeah yeah i want to hug them and rock them and you know feed, and then, like feed them all day they're and adorable then give them back yeah 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 all done <laughs> <laughs> once they start making noise we should yours. do an uber for babies okay where you could just get that fix <laughs> right for a few hours yeah. and then give them back yeah totally yeah i would i would pay for that service like a subscription to like really? babies yeah Okay. Gosh, so that sounds do, so weird. It just when we say it out loud, uh-huh. uh, we're going to do bad business ideas next okay. hour. So that might make the <laughs> okay. list now that we thought of that. <laughs> Subscription right. babies. Very good. Uh, okay. So Lion King is about to come out. Okay. The new one, the remake, live action. Okay. How do you feel about these remakes, the cartoons to live action? So they've done Beauty and the Beast. They've done, uh, uh, let's see, Alice in Wonderland. A few others, and Lion King is about to come out. How do you feel about those? They're they're hit and miss. I loved the Beauty and the Beast yeah. remake, absolutely loved it. Um, the Alice in Wonderland one. I mean, uh, they've done Tim that Burton. a yeah, yeah they've co- done that a couple different ways, and I did not enjoy the Tim Burton version. Yeah. Uh, oh, when Aladdin just came out. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but yep. I will. And um, I think I think Lion King would be really exciting. 
what a great story. It is a fantastic story. Yeah, I mean, it's a phenomenal play. It's a great movie. Um, It's inspiring. It's, you know, great music. And uh, I'm excited about that one. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, let's see. How about Cursive? The writing style, not the band. I love it. Yeah. Wheel. Wheel all the way on that. All the way. See, I saved all the wheels for last. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I love hand lettering. Okay. And do you do like the whole deal when you're, you know, you practice it or you wheel. do it as a, uh, what is it like a therapeutic thing for you? Uh, it is. And cause do you, I mean, do you write letters? Um, no, I just like to write. Okay. I actually have a notebook that's, I think you've seen it. It's like a kind of like a dry erase notebook. Yeah. Um, just so I can practice handwriting because I love, I love the feel of handwriting. I love how pretty handwriting can be, the different styles. I watch videos on handwriting, have different kinds of pens and follow people online. And buy, yeah. Yes. This is a definite, definite wheel for me. Nice. Yeah. All right. Love List down all the kind of pens that you have because I feel like that's good radio. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So cursive. So do you ever want to get to the point where like you're doing stuff for people, you're lettering um, wedding invitations or something along those, uh, along those lines? Not on like a full-time basis, but yeah. I would love to be able to do that for someone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So how much longer do you have? Like what's the internship mm-hmm. length of hand lettering before you get to that point? I have a long way to go. Okay. Do you know anything about like fountain pens and terminology to do with fountain pens? Uh, I, I think there's a nib. Yes. Um, there is. No, that, that's it. That's, that's it. the extent. Okay. Yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a flex nib that kind of gives you yeah. some width yeah. to your writing. And, yeah. and I don't have one of those, but I would like to practice with one of those. See, I'm a 3D printer guy, so yeah. I like the height okay. to my printing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That was it. That was all I had to say about that. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, tiny houses. Wheel or deal? Let's go wheel. Yeah? Yeah. I like cute things. They're very cute. Do you feel like you'd ever be able to move into one? Because uh, I know with two kids, pets, a husband, yeah, it'd be difficult. Yes. Maybe if each one of you had your own tiny house. Yeah. Including my, the pets would be really right. funny. Uh, my daughter has mentioned when she grows up, she wants a tiny house. Mm-hmm. So I'll visit. And I wouldn't mind decorating for her. Um, and if, I mean, if I lived alone, I could see myself in a tiny house. I could not see myself in a tiny house with a family. With a family, yeah. sure. So the idea of it, the uh, getting rid of stuff, uh, the minimalist lifestyle, yes. the uncluttering, all of that uh, stuff, that w- appeals to you. I would you. throw everything away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need anything except for like, you know, pens and my Pens, dog. <laughs> ink, and a hot plate. Right. That's all I need. <laughs> That's kind of it. Everything else is just, it's too much. Superfluous after that. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Let's leave it at this one for now. Okay. I'm curious since we're on this, we're on a big wheel. Totally. The wheels on this bit are going round and round. Yes. Uh, cobbler, the dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes. I love cobbler. We're going to go wheel. Yes. Wow. Okay. Do you have a favorite kind of cobbler? Peach. Ice cream or no ice cream or yes. either way? Vanilla ice cream. On top. Briars. Has to be briars with the oh, little The good kind the little with beam. the little flex. Yes. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever those are. What? <laughs> Question mark briars. <laughs> they say it's real vanilla. Sure. I'll believe them. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so is that your favorite dessert overall? Do you have a sweet tooth? I do. I do, I okay. do have a sweet tooth. 
Um, is that a favorite dessert? I like fruit desserts a lot. I would yeah. say yes. Fruit desserts are my favorite. Fruit desserts. Yeah. Apple pie. Yes. I'm starving now. I know. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. We'll go get something to eat. Okay. Okay. Great. Let's play a song. This is uh, Betty Serviert, which is fun to say. I think she's from, you know, overseas. I think that's why she has that name. And uh, from the album Dust Bunnies, this is Dust Bunny. Cool. You keep nodding. We're on the radio. I know. I know. I just, I, I, is it my turn to talk? I don't know. You're doing a great job. So Thanks. you don't need my input here. My very special guest is Chris Zara. Feel free to stay tuned and we'll have more with her. Or if you have to go, and I understand, you, sometimes you have to go, right? Yeah, sometimes, but no. I'm good. No, 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 not you. I'm talking to the listener right now. Well, sometimes they have to go. They have to go. They should stick around. They should, but if they can't, they can listen to the podcast version of this episode next Tuesday. It will drop next Tuesday. So we'll see him then. Okay, great. Uh, Betty Servere with Dust Bunny on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Orlando Story Club. Story Club. July 10th. It's a Wednesday, and it's when the next edition of Orlando Story Club is. Orlando Story Club is a competitive storytelling event where audience members volunteer and they have five minutes on stage to weave a tale that delights and inspires. You need it in your life because these are the stories of your neighbors and your community. You can volunteer to speak if you're feeling up to it, or you can also volunteer to judge. What's most important is you're there to support the other speakers as well as the Kids House of Seminole since all proceeds from the event go to that charity. It's only a $5 suggested donation it's at the Abbey downtown, a great venue. I'll be there, and I'm hoping to get on stage. So take that with a grain of salt. For more, look for the Orlando Story Club on Facebook or on Google. Now back to the show. Betty Servert on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. That was Dust Bunny. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. I do this every week, and every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. Chris Zara is here. Hello. I say that really fast. Chris Zara. Is that right? Uh, I, is, I would say Zara. Zara. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You can correct me anytime you want. But, well, we mo okay, so we have a thing in our family that I married into the name Zara. Zara. Yep. And everybody in the family says Zara. Okay. Um. I am very much into languages and I like to study languages and I think <laughs> that it's probably Zara. So I don't correct people normally because I'm like, I think it probably is Zara. Yeah. But of course, everybody in my family would be like, what is wrong with you? What you, is wrong? You it's married Zara. into Zara. So okay. yes. I am is Chris that of Italian Zara. origin? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Southern Italy. Yeah. So they're just going to, from what I understand, being Mediterranean myself mm -hmm. of uh, Greek descent. Yes. They're going to argue with you regardless. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so to fit in, I say Zara, but I'm thinking, you know, our family in Italy, I'm, my opinion is they, would, they probably say Zara. But yeah, well, ha yes, there's there's a whole story about our last name, actually. Half yeah. of the family's last name is Zara. Yeah. And the other half of the family is Azara with an uh, A. Oh, they changed it a little bit. Yeah. So. Uh, so we have the same thing in my family. Okay. Uh, my last name is Jurgudiu. 
But the story goes that when we came over to Canada, they changed it a little bit. There should be an N at the end okay. instead of a U. You don't see very many Greek names with a U at the end. Right. It's usually an S or an N. And so uh, there is part of the family that I think still has the Dragudian versus the Dragudiu. Huh. Yeah. Do you guys have like rivals? Like, uh, like do you... No, no, we don't. We're, we're Greek, so we created everything that's worth creating, <laughs> like democracy and math. Right. And so really, how do we have rivals? Right, right, okay. At that point. Okay. Do you know any family members personally that have the N? Uh, I haven't like, seen like them in a while, but yeah. Cousin Bob? Yeah. N's yeah. and N? Cousin okay. Mercury, of okay. course. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish I was Athena. making that up. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, well, thank you for that, for getting into the uh, the the naming conventions sure. of our peoples, yes, our related peoples. So you and I know each other from doing Black Cow Jumps, so Correct. I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about that. Okay. You just uh, finished up a bunch of shows. Yes. So you were at the Fringe. Did so the I Fringe. did one show there, but uh, you were in, how many of those did you do? I think I did seven of the nine. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. And Banks might be listening going, nope, that's wrong. Okay, <laughs> but, fair enough. Banks, if you're listening, <laughs> you can text us if I you think really I did seven to. of the nine. Uh, Banks Helfrich, who we're mentioning, is a past guest and sort of the person behind Black Cow Jumps kind yes. of came up with it. Yep. And the idea is that he gets together with a few other people, the jumpers, mm -hmm. and we come up with, okay, here's maybe what the theme is going to be mm -hmm. for the show. Um, sometimes there's a theme, sometimes there isn't. And then we come up with the vignettes. So what do we want to talk about? What's something interesting? And sometimes those can be completely fictional mm -hmm. where you're putting yourself into another character altogether. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, and what I've seen is the most authentic and most engaging are the ones where, not to say those others aren't, mm -hmm. but the ones for me that I really connect with are the ones where we're speaking just from experience. Right. A conversation that we've had um, or, you know, something that's not too far from who we are. Right. Right. Um, what have been some of your favorites to do or what has been your experience with it? Um, sometimes we are acting out scenarios for the person we're jumping with. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a bit with Banks and he wants to kind of a display a relationship that he had in the past, you know, in that moment I am playing the part of his ex-girlfriend, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. And I really enjoy doing those bits, you know, and just kind of watching him experience and, and relive what happened during that time. Um, so I try to find out as much as possible about, you know, that, that relationship or whatever we're going to explore on stage so that I can be that person for him. So or, doing your research beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, I also love sharing my own stories. I get pretty uh, deep and personal and emotional in the bits that I do, uh, which I enjoy very much. Um, but I, I like watching other people have experiences on stage when I can be the person they need me to be. Mm -hmm. How did you get into performing uh, let's you know I should take it a step back because this uh was this something that you did when you were younger and you were always into theater or is this something that's more recent uh I've always loved theater okay when I was little I used to uh, we had a mirror in our dining room and I would sit at the table across from the mirror and watch myself eat and like 
try and be as cute as possible while I'm, you know, I, chewing I, my green beans I or whatever. I think we've all been there, <laughs> chewing green beans. <laughs> and looking in the mirror. Trying to figure out, okay, what is going to make me, what side when I'm <laughs> right. chewing green beans? Because, like, there's the side that's good when you're being photographed, right. and then there's the side that's good when you're eating green beans. Totally. Yeah. It was like the selfie Sometimes before the selfie. Yeah. You know, let me, let me find my best angle Yeah. Uh, while eating green beans. Um, and so from there, it was just a hop, skip and a jump. <laughs> totally. To I'm like, show me to the, the stage. stage. <laughs> um, I remember the first time I, I, re- I knew that I want to perform for others and I want to be like recognized for performing. Um, I was actually at a Disney parade and I was watching people walk down main street and perform. And I, I was, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. And I was dancing on the side of the street Um, and in my mind, I'm like an incredible dancer, right? No dance training whatsoever, but I was so into their performance that I could, I could be just like them. And I'm like, I'm going to dance so well that they're going to recognize me and be like, you, you talented little child, you come up here on our float and you just, you you need to be up here with us and, and dance in this parade. So I, and that happened. (laughs) So that was it. That, that's when I was like. Uh, I need to perform. Wait, did you get up on the float? No, it didn't happen. Disappointing. Did, I know. All I right. Know, I know. But that's Should when I changed the story to that you did. Uh, okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, so I was on that float. <laughs> Costume ready. I mean, I was I was ready to go. <laughs> um, and so that's when you knew. That's so when I knew I needed to perform. What did you do from there? Um, I play flute professionally, and um, I did a lot of like pit orchestra performances for shows and then I'm that wasn't enough so I wanted to be on stage Mm -hmm. so then I would do some ensemble work in uh, musicals and um and then uh let's see in 2000 or 2001 I started puppeteering and did that for 17 years would go out and puppeteer oh wow um in the local schools yeah and um that was just an awesome experience to be able to just perform and ad lib and be yeah, I was going to ask is that was that scripted for the most part or did it have some level of improv in it both okay. it was a scripted show but then we would do like a Q&A afterwards mm. so then I would get to improv with the kids so was it um, younger kids I would imagine yeah. and typical topics like bullying yep, and absolutely. things like that yep. that's exactly it um, and uh, then I just started getting into improv from there mm-hmm. and when I saw Banks do a Black Cow Jump show I literally went up to him after the show and I, I think he thought I was kidding. And I said, I, I need to do this. And he's like, Oh, that's, yeah, it's cute. Yeah. I'm right. like, no, like yeah. for real, like the next show, like I need to be in it with you. And, um, he's like, you're serious. I said, I'm very <laughs> serious. I need to be in this show with you. And, uh, so he brought me in the show and that was, I think a, maybe two years ago, year oh, and a wow. half ago, a year and a half ago. So I've been doing black cow jumps for about a year and a half. Did you feel, so when I started doing it, um, because there's really, and I like it not being scripted. Mm -hmm. I think I'd have trouble with a scripted sort of um, approach to things. Right. uh, Because I just, I I like being able to read the person, read the room Mm -hmm. and do other things. And I know for people who do scripted stuff and theater that they can still do that and incorporate that into their performance. I'm nowhere near that skill level. Right. So I like the improv element of it. But I found at the first couple of shows that I did that I was um, just sort of hamming it up a little bit. Right. Trying to get a reaction. Right. Um, and not being, it was funny because our theme for this last one that we did at the 
Jack Kerouac house was authenticity. Yeah. And so that was, that's tough for me um, in front of people, whether yeah. I'm on the radio or on stage and things of that nature to be truly authentic because I feel like a, I'm boring and B, you know, that's not, that's not entertaining. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the same thing as being boring, but that's the idea behind it. Like there's a, why would you want to know more about me personally when I can joke about random things? Well, that's what gets really exciting. Once you let that guard down and, and that wall down and you recognize that the audience still likes you for you and not for, you know, who you, who you're trying to be on stage. Once you realize that they respect you and, and admire you and, um, I think that's a that's a such a thrill. So, did you go through that sort of? Because I didn't do much theater. So, if you did a little more theater, did you go through a, a like sort of transition like that, mm. or were you able to be more or less genuine? I was right able from to. The go? I was able to be genuine right from the start. Okay. Uh, I find myself, you know, for all the theater nerds out there, like trying to like cheat out for the audience or you know, hand gesture for them. So it doesn't look so boring. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, we don't want it to be a boring conversation on stage. We do want it to be entertainment. So there is a fine line between um, performing and being real. Um, and you've got to find that balance. And when you find it, it's just, it's exhilarating. I love it. So what was the biggest challenge for you in doing that so far? Um... I guess it's that fine line of just you want your conversation to be entertaining. You don't want it to be boring because mm -hmm. not all of our conversations are interesting. You know, we've all been in a conversation where you want to be out of our conversation and be in the conversation of the, you know, the, the couple next to you. Uh, and I don't want that. I don't want the boring conversation to be on stage. I want that to, to be the interesting conversation. So sometimes I'll feel like I'm in, I'm in the boring conversation on stage and that makes me, I have high anxiety. So mm -hmm. um, I get, nervous on stage once I feel like this isn't interesting nobody cares what I'm saying right now and I just want to jump off the stage and you know hide. let let yeah and hide yeah. and let somebody else go so and that's uh I don't know if we described it but blackout jumps is a series of 10 to 12 vignettes right. sometimes music is involved right so the idea is that sometimes the conversations have an overlying theme sometimes they touch on uh the last conversation but for the most part they're self-contained right and that's what I like about it is that, you know, you get uh, a little bit of everything. So I remember when Banks approached me after I did a um, thing at AdLib Theater mm -hmm. and he found out I did a radio show. He wanted to come on. I went to check out and that was the first time I saw you on right. stage was uh, one over at the Winter Park Library. Correct. So Black Cow Jumps is there six times a year for free. The next one's coming up on July 13th. And it says on the website that it's uh, all the tickets are quote unquote sold out. It's right. a free show. Right. But go. Go and go anyway because yeah, there's, there's people. always room. Yes. And so I would definitely encourage you to go experience something like that as often as possible and, and support it. And we have free too. wine and snacks as well. Yeah. So um that was the first time I saw you and I was like, this is someone who is is very natural on stage. Thank you. Um and since then, you know, you and I got to perform for the first time and I was like, I'm I'm glad because it's it feels like I was supported by you, mm -hmm. but also just a little bit pushed. I, I love that. Yeah. I love so that. So it was nice. Yeah. And I like being pushed by you as well. It's, you know, I love the challenge on stage. Like how far can, how, how far can you, 
How far can you go? How far? Where's your comfort level? I like being pushed. So as an audience member, so the first time you saw Blackout Jumps, was that, did you feel like a voyeur? Did you feel like that was the role you were playing as the audience member? Um, because I'm a performer, I'm studying the performance aspect. So it was a little more analytical yeah. for you. And yeah. And <laughs> I remember the first time I saw it was also at the Winter Park Library. And um, I was like, you know, are they going to get mad if I just jump up on stage with them and start like performing with them? I was like, I, I so needed to be a part of it that I'm like, they, they won't be upset, right? If I just get up there and, and start participating in the conversation. I mean, that's how badly I wanted to be in it. Um, so what kind of then you know, we'll get into a little bit of what you do sort of professionally and, and what you're going back to school for in okay. the next hour. Um, what is it about that as an outlet that appeals to you? Like what was the need in you? Was it to be on stage and be recognized and get the audience sort of uh, adulation or was it more of a, you know, you need a creative outlet and that's that's one that's good for you? It gives me permission to be myself um, and be paid attention to. Okay. I think naturally I'm a caretaker and, I, and I, um, I'm more concerned with other people's feelings and their mm-hmm. happiness and making sure they feel, you know, safe and comfortable and um, can open up to me. Um, but that is my So you're outlet. on the receiving end yeah, of yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. They're almost the bartender. Yeah. I have and permission. sometimes you want to get up on the bar and dance. Totally. <laughs> and get then get on the float from there, as we all want to do. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, is there other things? So you've done the puppeteering, mm-hmm. you've done uh, some musical stuff, mm-hmm. you play an instrument, you've done blackout jumps. Is like, I, I don't want to say this is the, the end all be all for you, but like, is there other, are there other things on your list that you'd like to do? Do you want to do? a staged play where, you know, you have to memorize a bunch of lines and you have to do that. I do. Okay. Um, and I, I find it hard to justify doing that right now, even though right now I want to do that. Um, but I have enjoyed being on stage and being so genuine, um, in black cow jumps, uh, that I would like to see if I could do that with scripted lines. Mm -hmm. You know, I've done, I've done musicals. I don't think I've actually done just a regular stage play play. without music. I don't think I've done that. Um, and I would like to see how I do with that because I feel like I'm, I'm able to get in touch with my feelings very easily. Mm -hmm. Um, I can access, you know, all my emotions and, uh, enjoy that challenge. Um, and I would like to see how I do with that in a play. So then uh, do you write as well? Do you, I mean, so obviously when we're putting together the list of Blackout Jumps, we're sort of writing. We have an idea in our heads of what we want to do and where we want to go with it. But we also want to leave it to let it play out on its own and come about naturally. Um, But do you ever write your own stuff? Do you ever like, okay, this might be a good play someday? Mm, Not so much. Uh, I I prefer having other people be the the Mm -hmm. creative um, the creative end of the shows and, and then I get to be the performer. One thing I wanted to ask you about was we're getting ready for the show at the Kerouac house. Yes. And you had your headphones on. Yes. Blasting some music. Yes. Um, how do you interact with music typically? Is that something like when you're getting ready for, for a performance? And if you don't mind me asking, was that 
uh, related to your anxiety. So sometimes people listen to music to pump themselves up because they're trying to take themselves out of the moment a little bit because they're nervous or they're, you know, they're, they're overthinking it. They're inside their own heads too much. Um, I blast music in my ears regularly. Yeah. Um, I do it when I'm studying. Uh, I do classical. Um, classical when you're studying. Yeah. So that's Van Halen. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Classical music. Yeah, classical music when I'm studying. Um, Something without words. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that I can't know very well because I'll want to sing along or hum along or whatever. So it can't be something that I know very well. Um, getting ready for a performance. Uh, again, I don't like words necessarily, um, but just really intense music that mm-hmm. um, will just bring a lot of emotion. And I, I mean, I blast the music in my ears. <laughs> if I knew my kids were doing that, I'd yell at them. But um, just because I don't really want to be able to hear my own thoughts. I just want to feel emotion. So music does that for me. I I am playing music whenever I need to be productive. So uh, cleaning the house or, you know, doing dishes or studying. Anytime I need to producti- be productive, I have music playing. Um, I mean, really the only time I'm not playing music is is going to sleep. But even, I mean, even then I'm listening to white noise. I have something playing. Um, so you need noise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah which is interesting because I, I do appreciate silence as well. I don't know what that says about me, but I do I do like silence. When going back to when you were a kid, um, borrowing your dad's car, mm-hmm. driving around at night to mm-hmm. feel that freedom, mm-hmm. were you listening to music in the car? No, I was not. Um, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was with my stepsister. Oh, okay. We were together. We were the same age, and I was yelling at her. <laughs> this was a very bad time in our life uh-huh. <laughs> this was bad stuff uh yeah we were joyriding and she was a terrible driver even though neither one of us had a license oh she was also driving yeah we would take gotcha. turns yeah okay yeah but now in the car so you're gonna get out of here you're gonna go home mm-hmm. you know blast the music totally okay great what are you gonna listen to what's on your soundtrack on the um i'm a big adele fan so nice. i listen to adele a lot very, yeah. very nice. Yep. All right. Uh, Chris, other than Black Cow Jumps, is there any way we can follow or uh, anything that you or your husband, Fred, are working on that we should uh, go out and follow and uh, and uh, follow, like? Sure. Um, subscribe? My, my husband's a local filmmaker, Fred Zara, and um, he has a film called, well, he has a bunch of films, but his latest film is called uh, The Suicide of James Ryder. And that's playing at different film festivals. And you can follow him. Um, you can go on his website at Fred Zara Film, or excuse me, fredzera.com. And, um, you know, follow the, the progression of this movie and where it goes through film festivals. Um, as far as myself, uh, you can just follow me through Black Cow Jumps. And uh, I'm performing as often as possible with that. Good. And Blackout Jumps is on the Facebook and the Instagram and a couple other places. But Facebook, I think, is one of the better ways to follow because Banks puts up all the events yes. and such. Well, great. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, that's the end of the first hour. Okay. Yeah. Easy I'm, peasy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a joy to talk to, I think, is what I wanted to uh, put out there. I was going to say the same thing about you. Were you? Yeah. I don't. You know, <laughs> you, know like, you don't like believe you me. You were. <laughs>
But I'm glad I made you say that. Good. Uh, so we have a couple of uh, shows coming up. Uh, Jillian Elizabeth will be here next week on Monday for Odd Numbers, episode 21. Uh, she is a local improviser and performer. So we'll be talking about something related to that or something else entirely. So tune in for that. And then Andrew Chang the week after on July 15th. So post Bastille Day, do you have big Bastille Day plans, Chris? I do not. Okay, great. Uh, so the day after Bastille Day, Andrew Chang does uh, Swan City. He's the chief swan officer of Swan City. So they do all those fun shirts and stuff. I have no idea what you're talking about. Great. So I will send you some pictures or you could just listen to that episode awesome. on July 15th. Will do. And then tomorrow I'll have my episode with Kelly Joy Ladd will drop on the podcast network. So wherever you get podcasts, subscribe. You can listen to it and do all that stuff. And Great. then follow me on all the things. Awesome. I, you, what? What? What do you want me to say? T- I'll follow you. You told me to follow you. I'm a good listener. You don't follow me yet? I don't. Yeah, you know what? I do. Yes, I follow you all over. Huh. Huh. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my guest today is Chris Zara. Did I say that right? Depends on who you ask. Zara? Yep. Zara? Yes. Zara? Yes. Okay, great. Rhymes with Sarah. D- Sarah? Sarah? S A R A, you would say Sarah. <laughs> Chris Zara is here, and she'll be here for the next hour, so please stay tuned. We will have bad business ideas, a pop quiz. We'll learn more about her college adventures and her school adventures in general. And, uh, yeah, and then it's time for Orlando Theater Hour at 9 o'clock, so stay tuned for that. Right now, Camille on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. You have a social media account of some kind. You have a brand you're trying to establish. You're thinking to yourself, how can I get some affordable and stylish props to use to help tell my story? That's where Brand Knuckles comes in. Through the magic of 3D printing, Brand Knuckles uses all of the dimensions to create a piece you can use as a giveaway to customers, as a way to brand your images, and many other applications. Go to Instagram.com slash Brand Knuckles to learn more. And now, back to the show. Jessica Hernandez and the Deltas on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from her album Secret Evil, as opposed to those very obvious evils, uh, No Place Left to Hide. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You can listen to me every week. And every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. Chris Zara is here. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Getting up early. Yes. Driving. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So was hard. it far? Uh, 20 minutes. Not bad. 20 minutes. Yeah. Traffic was good. Yeah. It, That's hard to say in Orlando, but it was at good. At six in the morning, typically not too much traffic. No, it was good. Yeah. I could do this. Great. So, uh, Chris, I'm going to play a song right now because we have to play the song before we can do the bad business ideas. Okay. Bad business ideas. It's time to be just one. It's going to be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Yes, 
bad business ideas. You can't spell Ponzi scheme without spice zone. And that's what you're entering right now, the spice zone. Also, it's a Ponzi scheme. Now, let me explain bad business ideas for those of you who haven't listened to the show before. And it's in case it's not clear from the name, I have a lot of great get rich quick schemes in my head and I need to get them out. Now, the operative word there is schemes, of course. Uh, What I like to get is input from the wonderful and smart people like yourself who are guests on the show to help me launch these ideas. Okay. Does that make sense? So should I be supportive of the ideas or supportive of the fact that they're schemes? You're also going to be funding the ideas. Oh, okay. uh, And managing the ideas. I know you have a lot of time. Uh, And taking the fall, all the liability for the ideas will be on you as well. Okay. So I I don't know if you read, there's like very fine print in that email that I sent you that's the agreement. Right to be on the show, yeah. that you have to actually pick one of these okay. and do it. So it's kind of like Shark Tank-ish? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. got it. It's very Shark-ish. Okay. Uh, let's do a quick warm-up. So get loose, Ooh. shake your hands out. All right. That's good. Wow. Is that, is That's, that... You're very limber. <laughs> uh, so this is a bad business idea in training. This is uh, an intern, if you will, at terrible startups. Uh, I understand you do yoga. Yes. Is that correct? Correct. True or false? You do yoga. True. True or false, yoga is done with animals. Oh, true. Yeah. Have you ever done it? I have. Which one? I've done goat yoga. Goya. Goat yoga. Okay. Yeah. Goya, I guess, doesn't. That sounds more like a yogurt. Uh, Goats, cats, rabbits, all of these things you can do. Puppies. Puppies. Yeah. Uh, Piglets, I would imagine. I would think so. Hopefully. Sure. It helps. I assume it makes people more centered. Uh, more limber, maybe it helps in the relaxation process. Did you find that it was helpful, or was it, uh, you know, just the sort of newness of having goats around? Um, it's an excuse to be around animals. Okay. Now you're also a nursing student. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Ish. Do you see where I'm going with this? Uh, yes. Yoga with animals. Okay. Let's see if we're completely simpatico. On the count of three, we'll both say what I'm thinking. One. Two, three, animals let animals. loose in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it. did you say? Nursing with animals. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So what do you think about that? I love it. <laughs> you think it would be good? Yeah, they, well, I mean, they have animal therapy and they have, you know. Yeah, but that's more, I, I think, very staged. Okay. Whereas, you know, they're brought in. Yeah. It's from this time to this time. Whereas just animals roaming around the hospital. Well, I mean, that's just not sanitary. So other than that. Other other than things being unsanitary. Yeah. In a sterile environment. I mean. Nothing could go wrong. Okay, great. Chris, may I call you Chris? Yes. Great. Chris, are you familiar with the cinematic work of one William Bradley Pitt? No. Brad Pitt. Yes. Yeah, okay, great. (laughs) That's Brad Pitt to you and me. Now, about 15 years ago, he and someone named Angelina Jolie. Yes. Have you heard of her? Yes. Okay, great did a little film called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Did you see it? Uh, I, I don't remember. Okay. I think I saw it. Great. Are but, you familiar with the general plot of it, though? Yes. They're both like secret agents, and right. they don't know the other one is secret agent. Right. Okay, so there's only one scene that I want you to really concentrate on. Now, I only okay. watch the middle 30 minutes of every movie. I used to just watch the first 20 minutes. Oh, no. But I found like that was just all set up. Right. So now I just watch the middle. 30 okay, minutes. Cool. And during the middle 30 minutes of this movie, 
there's this great scene where I guess they get mad at each other for some reason, mm-hmm. and they're going around the house looking for weapons. Right. So not just like you and I would look for weapons, like open the drawer, take out a knife or, you know, that sort of thing. Right. They have their house set up so that they press a button here and a little tray of guns comes out. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And I thought, hey, wouldn't that be a great business idea? A great bad business idea. Okay. If we were a carpentry company or some sort of installer yeah. that came in and created all sorts of little pockets for your weapons. I love this. Yeah. So guess what? I looked that up okay. on the internet because okay. I do research. Okay. I don't want you to think I just watch a movie and then say, oh, that's a great idea. Right. Let me pitch that as a bad business yeah. idea. No. Um, so it turns out there's a lot of people already doing this. <laughs> they do it. Yeah. They're on Etsy with little, you know, these shadow boxes okay. that you can put up on the oh. wall that look really cute. And then you open it yeah. up and there's your gun okay. and extra clips and okay. holster okay. and all sorts of stuff. So already a lot of people in this space, already yeah. a lot of people doing this thing. You know what doesn't seem to be around? What? A company that hides compartments and other things around your house to help defuse fights. Such as? Until now, our new organization, Live in the Present, will install dozens of small automatic compartments in your house that open when needed. For example, if you and your partner are having a fight, Live in the Present will be monitoring your house and the argument uh, through your phone or all the recording devices that we also install in your house. And at just the right moment... Before someone says something they will regret, uh-huh. one of our compartments will automatically open and okay. a gift will pop out. I love it. Isn't that great? Yes. So we will also determine mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. who is correct in the argument. Okay. So let's say you and Fred are fighting. Yes. And he's wrong. Totally. And you're right. Always. Great. And <laughs> you're getting to the point where there's the point of no return in the fight. Yes. And suddenly this little chime plays and this thing pops open and it's a present for you. Yes. That means you're right. Yes. Fred has essentially apologized by signing the contract with our company, Live in the Present. And you're done. That's it. You get a present. He's wrong and he doesn't have to go out and buy you one, which is convenient. Yeah. And you move on from there. Where do I sign? So we've hidden all these compartments in your house. We will have to monitor all of your conversations. I'm okay with that. All of your social media, text, everything. Okay. And so maybe it's just an AI, like an algorithm we put it through sure. just to determine so we don't actually have to physically Just don't listen start to sending me ads. I'm sure we won't. Okay. <laughs> if you're not going to send I'm me sure like ads pertaining I, to our fights or whatever. The presents themselves might be just product placement. Okay. That, that's fine. But still, as long as totally they're presents. Fine. You're in the middle of a fight and you get anything, you're going to be, I think, thankful. Right. Big Brother's going to be on my side. I I have no doubt. That's just idea number one. Love it. Live in the present. Uh, Idea number two. Would you agree with this statement? There are two types of people in this world. Oh, do you want more? Yes, please. Okay, great. There are two kinds of people in this world. The kind who had pillows as a kid and the kind who had blankets. Do I? Do I? Those are the two options? Okay, so there were the two types of people in the world, the type who had pillows as a kid and then the type who had other stuff. So blankets, stuffed animals, like the thing they carried around. Like a lovey. Yeah, exactly. So they had one or the other. Yeah. You don't have to agree with this. Now, now hold on. I want to analyze this a little more. So could we don't have a third option? Because I feel like we need a third option. So The others. Yes, the others. What about the others who are like thumb suckers? I was a finger sucker. 
that's still so a I comforting didn't, I didn't thing. Have an, I didn't have an inanimate object. I had okay. My, my, my two middle fingers, I would stick in my mouth. So let's talk about the people who had pillows. Okay. So I feel like the people who had blankets yeah. used them as napkins already. Okay. For the most part. Yeah. They wiped stuff up. Okay. Okay. So what I'd like to do is invent the pillow napkin. Wow. So a pillow you can use as a napkin. Either it's disposable or it's much easier to just throw in the washing machine okay. after you're done eating or whatever. Yeah. This came to me while I was eating soup in my bed. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, there's as so much wrong with there's so much wrong with that soup. Oh no, no, no. It was cold soup. <laughs> no, it's soup. I, it's, I have a thing against gazpacho. soup. No. <laughs> I actually don't like soup at all, and I would never eat it in bed. Yes. Yeah. High five. (laughs) Yes. There we go. Uh, But, you know, just in general, that comforting feeling of a pillow Mm -hmm. plus that comforting feeling of a napkin. So when I was in junior high, Mm -hmm. because we had junior high when I was growing up in Ormond Beach, Florida, I would be the only one in the cafeteria to remember to grab a napkin. So I would actually ball up the napkin. I still do this to this day. I can't really eat without a napkin in my hand. I'm the same way. Yeah. So that's the type of security. And I had a pillow when I was a kid. Okay. And one time I lost the pillow. Did you ever do this? I was not a pillow kid. Did you well, Did you ever lose your fingers? <laughs> no. Okay. I lost the pillow. Everyone came over. All my family came over to look for it in the house. I couldn't go to sleep. And I was like, Mom, can I just have a Popsicle? Because I, I need like some sort of comfort food. Aww. I open up the freezer and the pillow's in there. What? I'd put it in there because I really liked a cold Aww, pillow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, so, it, was it a feather pillow? Uh, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. I was not a smart kid, obviously. <laughs> but if I could just wipe my face with that pillow, I could hold it while I'm eating. Right. Whenever I'm eating, uh-huh. which is constantly, wipe my mouth, uh-huh. then maybe throw it in the washing machine. Or again, if we created a line of disposable napkin pillows now i came up with a name uh obviously the pillow napkin is not a great name at first i thought pillow block instead of pillow talk and i was like no that's not it okay soft core oh because it's soft okay in the core okay so soft core soft core yeah I don't think that has any other connotations whatsoever. No. I mean, yeah. you Google that, of course. I did not. But, oh, well, <laughs> Should I right now? If you do, I mean, Hold on. a pillow is going to come up for sure. Well, I hope not because that's what I want people to think of. Right. Okay. I'm not going to Google it right now, yeah. I feel like. Probably not a good idea. Yeah. A little early for softcore. <laughs> I, I don't I know. mean, it's never too early for this idea. No. Uh, so, so, so anything, what do you want to know? Am I, am I on board with this? Co- with do this? you like this idea? Is there anything you would change about it? Would I fund it? this one? Well, eventually you have to choose, but oh, is there anything okay. to this idea specifically? Um, I love the idea of the pillowcase being disposable. Okay. I, I do love that because, you know, you have food particles on it. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to want to throw that in your washing machine. So it's like a napkin pillowcase. Right. But somehow it doesn't soak through. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of science here. There's a lot of uh, things that you're going to have to research. Okay. uh, And become adept at if you're going to do this idea, I feel like. Whereas the other idea is really some technology, but for the most part, it's pretty easy. You're just listening into people's conversations and throwing presents at them when they're going too far with their arguments. Right. So, okay. These two wonderful meals. Yes. Are set before you. Okay. One is soft core. <laughs> sure. Uh, and the other one is live in the present. 
which do you choose? Oh, I just got a note. Uh, yes. Somebody from the online world said Napillo. Napillo, like a nap. A napkin. Oh, a napkin. Oh. Pillow. He's but mashing the words together. I That's from it. friend of the show, Zach Prusak. Thank you, Zach. Napillo. Napillo. Does that change your mind? Live no. in the present or Napillo? No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of all the waste that's going to happen with the pillow. You know, yeah. you're throwing the d- disposable. I mean, they'd have to be recyclable. I, nah, I'm, I'm going to well, pass on Just burn them. <sighs> but there's so much wasted material. No. I'm going to go with I the mean, presence. that's something for sure. Yeah. Def- yeah, I want a, I want a weapon present or a present present. Wait, did you say weapon present? Don't I get don't I get like presented with a weapon present, like for winning my fight or something? You're not presented with a weapon. You're fighting. Okay. So, so you, don't we weapon. don't want weapons <laughs> popping out. No. When you're fighting, they got it, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They did. They were highly trained professionals, I don't get one. though. What if I go through training? Maybe. Okay. No, you just get a present. Just a present. Okay. Like chocolate. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, totally. I'm on okay, board with you're that. You're on board with that. Yes. Great. Thank you so much. We're going to start working on the business plan for that and go from there. Let us uh, play a song right now. Sounds and good. we'll come back with some more with Chris Zara. And let's see. The Bird and the Bee. Uh, I've had that talk with my kids. Oh, great. <laughs> we can have that talk while we're listening to the song. Sounds good. Polite Dance Song is the name of the song from the album Ray Guns are not just the future on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. The To Be Decided just started season four on their YouTube channel. What is The To Be Decided? I just said it's a YouTube channel. Who is The To Be Decided? The hosts are Miller and Davis. They tell some stories, review music, and generally make some really great videos. When are the two be that's redundant? Miller is also responsible for all the bumper music on this episode, in case you were wondering. Check out youtube.com slash the to be decided for more. Back to the show. The bird and the bee from the 2009 out al- that 10 years old album. Ugh. Wow. That album can almost vote. Well, I guess not. I can't remember. I'm from Canada. <laughs> when can you vote here? 18. 18. Yeah. I thought it was 12. Uh, Ray Guns are not just the future. That was polite dance song. Good morning. My name is Nick. With me, as always, is a very special guest. This week, it is what's well, always different. I guess so it's not as... This week is Chris Zara. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk to you a little bit. So we've covered a lot of topics. Yes. If anybody missed anything, feel free to go to a website called toacertaindegree.com. Follow me on all the social media. Subscribe to the podcast so you can listen to this lovely episode in its entirety and learn more about Chris and Blackout Jumps and other things and some really good, terrible, bad business ideas. Yes. Good, bad, best bad business ideas. I wonder how I would do that. Anyway, uh, so you can listen to that at any time. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about coming out of high school. Okay. And what your experience was uh, in terms of, you know, the steps that you took to be successful in life. So one thing career-wise that I still need to get over and, you know, having, I almost said owning, having a 15 and a 12-year-old you think about this a lot, like setting them up for success. So in many cases, we put a lot of pressure on our kids to 
go to college immediately out of high school. Right. And that's not always the best path. That's not always the right path for everybody. Right. And so I'm curious about what people did and what they ended up doing or what their expectations were and what they ended up doing. So when you were coming out of high school, Mm -hmm. did you feel pressure? Did you feel like you had to go to college? Uh, yes and no. That was a really, I mean, it's a transitional time for everybody, but, um, I feel like for me, it was a, even, even, even larger transitional time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was moving out of the house I grew up in with my father and moving into my mom's house. Um, so it was like, I had to learn a whole new set of rules and, um, routines. Um, and at that time, it was always expected that I would go to college, but my college plans changed because I changed households. Um, I did end up getting a full music scholarship to a college in Alabama, um, but I was such a homebody that I didn't go. So I totally it was turned too it down. Far. Yeah. I, I had gone to the campus and auditioned and did really well. And uh, I just, I couldn't take that big leap. So I, I passed it up and I didn't do that. And I wonder sometimes, you know, what would have happened if. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead I stayed local and went to a community college. Um, and I had a, a pretty traumatic experience happen during that time of my life and uh, stopped. I moved. I, I just needed to get away from where I was in that whole situation. So um, I quit school. I quit, you know, living with my mom and I just moved out of town and I just needed a fresh start. So um I went a few years without college and, um, and then when I met my husband, which was 20 years ago, um, I decided to try college again. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were just so broke at the time as like, couldn't afford it. (laughs) And I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I just, I wasn't serious about it then. Um, and now this is 20 years later, I am finally full-time in school and loving it. Do you feel like, and this is a, uh, you're doing a nursing degree? Yes. So you're doing your BSN? Yep, exactly. Do you feel like there's an appreciation you have for it now that you didn't have back then? Absolutely. Especially, you know, now that I'm, I could be all these kids' mothers, mm-hmm. you know, mother uh, that I go to school with, I see where they are and and see myself in them 20 years ago, and I'm, I would have been just like them. You know, and, and there are a lot of them that want to do well and want to get good grades and want to study. But there are a lot of them that do, don't care. You know, I think. Uh, well, they just, haven't necessarily learned that discipline yet. Right. Um, and they're not motivated to do it. Right. In some yeah. cases, I'm not saying this applies to everyone, right. obviously. No, no. But um, in some cases, it's like, well, yeah, I could be in class, but there's all these other things that I could be doing. Yeah. 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 So, I, you know, I see. I see them and, and having much more experience in life than they do. Um, I, I don't know. I just recognize some of who I was in them. And I appreciate the fact that I am now older and I recognize the benefit of doing well and studying and going to school and managing my time. I think, Mm -hmm. I think a big part of it is just being able to manage your time wisely. Um, it's, that's a skill that I still have yet to perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love doing it. I love managing time. So how do you do that? Do you um, electronic? Do you have a scheduling system that works for you now? Um, As far as like scheduling for our family, I do that electronically. Um, But managing my own time, it's just a mental thing. And I do that several times throughout the day. I prioritize 
this, what has to be done first? You know, what's going to take the longest? Um, and I, I just kind of rearrange my schedule constantly in my mind. I'll wake up in the morning and, and just think, okay, what, what has to get done first? And um, I don't know. I take joy in that. Nice. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because I think that in my head, uh, nursing school is a little bit more, uh, or nursing degree, I mm-hmm. should say, is a little more of a specialized mm-hmm. program. So you have an idea of what you want to do specifically uh, as a career. Yes. Um, when you were younger and going to college and it was a little more, you weren't doing, you weren't doing nursing no. at that time. No, at that time I wanted to be a teacher. Okay, so it was more generalized. You had an idea of what you wanted mm-hmm. to do, but in general it was not as specific. You know, you were taking uh, uh, the English courses and the speech courses and all the other things that right. you needed to take. Did you find that that was part of, not necessarily the issue, but of keeping your interest at the time? Is this is more interesting to you because you can apply it directly to what you want to do? I didn't know that I wanted to enter the nursing field until a few years ago. Yeah. I have always, ever since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to be around children, babies and children. I, lo- I love kids. You know, kids kind of gravitate towards me. Um, I'm I'm a fun person to be around, I think, for them. And um, that's why I wanted to get into teaching because I'm like, then I can just full-time hang out with kids. Um, and while I was going to school, I was recognizing I do, I do not want to do this full-time for a living. It's exhausting. And I am so thankful for all of the teachers that are out there that will do that full-time for a living because mm-hmm. it is so hard. It is so exhausting, you know, and, and I just, I'm so thankful for them. Um, but I recognized that that was not for me. Um, so then I went into performing and I performed with children and then I could be around them, you know, 30 minutes at a time and then I was done. So that was, that was a good fit for me for a long time. Um, but I've always been fascinated by medical stuff and I've, you know, gotten my fix by watching gory, (laughs) like ER shows on TV, whatever, you know, like, like dramatizations. And, um, and I was like, you know, I could, I could take these two passions, kids and medical stuff and kind of combine them. And that's really what made me go back to school. So I'm in school to be a NICU nurse and work with uh, the newborns that um, need intensive care. When you went back the second time and you guys were uh, from an affordability standpoint, it was a little bit difficult to, to do that. Um, You weren't looking at nursing at the time. No. Did you feel like because you didn't know what you wanted to do that that was part of the issue, right? Like, you know, you you weren't necessarily that motivated to go back and the money thing didn't help, of course, but you also didn't necessarily want to take out loans or anything like that too. Right. I I just, at that point, I just knew I wanted to be around kids. I I wasn't sure what my path was going to be. I didn't, didn't feel like I got good guidance in that respect. So... I was just actually at that time I wasn't even taking like AA classes. I was just taking um, some electives that would that would benefit me down the road before I became a teacher. So I wasn't even taking, you know, my core classes yet. I was oh, just so taking you were like taking the specific. Classes. I was taking like art and creativity for children, yeah. you know, and and just learning that kind of stuff so I could understand kids and their creative little minds better. Um, and I was a preschool teacher at the time while I was going to school. Oh, okay. So I was able to apply what I was learning directly to my job, which was fun. But that's that's when I realized I needed to it wasn't change for you. yeah, change directions. Now that your kids are getting older, yeah. What are you 
and your husband telling them, or what are your expectations for them? And do they know what those are when they graduate from high school? Um, I don't expect them to school go to college. I don't think my husband does either. Um, I think because they see how much time I have to put into school. Um, I'm really hard on myself. I expect myself to get straight A's. Um, and I work really hard to get them. Um, and I think that because my children can see, you know, m- mommy's always studying. She's always studying. I, I have pointed out to them that if you're going to go to school, here's how it's going to benefit you if you decide to go to school and get a, and get a college degree. And here is why it is um, helpful to go right out of high school because you don't have a family and children and all these responsibilities. And it'll be so much easier for you to just have school to focus on. Mm. You know, I said it's so much harder for me uh, with all these real responsibilities. With all these other going yeah, on, yeah. The, again, balancing my time and still trying to be a good wife and a good mom and. Um, and a good student, uh, it's, it's hard. I think for me, that's the hardest part of going to school is still trying to be good at so many different things. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're younger and right out of high school and have less responsibilities, really all you have to focus on is school. That Now that sounds really naive of me because it's been so long since I've been right out of high school that I'm sure there's more responsibilities that, that younger people have to deal with that it's I, easier for me to... Yeah, I think we put, you know, it's... I like to think of it and go... You know, that was a golden age that I could have done anything. Yeah. yeah right. Like yeah. you could also say you could go to school and just concentrate on that, but you could also yeah. travel the world. Yeah. You have it's that idea of fewer and fewer responsibilities right. as you get younger. Right. That we look back on with sort of rose colored glasses and sure. go, Oh my gosh, wasn't that a great time? Yeah. But the other side of that was there's also a lot of instability in your life yeah. around that time. Yeah. You're also still dealing with trying to figure out who you are as a person and finding right. your voice and emotionally, you know, I'm not saying this for everybody. I'm talking from my experience. You know, I was probably a mess back then. Yeah. I was a mess back then. Uh-uh. No, probably about it. Um, and trying to figure things out and relationships and, you know, dealing with, uh, dealing with other things. So to your point, yeah, there's less traditional responsibility, mm-hmm. like owning a home mm-hmm. and being a parent and all that. But I think there's still something to that. But then again, I look at it and go, oh, well, I just still wish I was 18 again and knew what I know now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That would be a superpower I would love to that have. That would be 100% a superpower. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so I think that that's, I think that's good advice. I think that, you know, you're going to give them all the tools that yeah. they need to uh Here's what your future that. looks like if you don't go to college right out of high school. Yeah. You know? It's harder. It is a lot harder. It, but it's not impossible. It's right? not impossible. Yeah. Totally doable. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a lot harder. And I, I've told them that so many times. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Let's play a song. Okay. And then we'll uh, come back with a pop quiz. Are you ready for your pop quiz? Totally. You said that with a lot of confidence. I yeah. like that. Yep. All right. Let's listen to some Blondie because guess whose birthday it is today? Debbie Harry. Oh. It's her birthday Happy today. Happy birthday. Yeah. She was born on this day in 1945. So this is Blondie with Maria from their album No Exit on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. This episode was recorded live on July 1st, 2019 on WPRK 91.5 FM. You will hear things on WPRK that you won't hear anywhere else. It's college radio. 
All the DJs are volunteer. Check out the show list online or just tune in whenever you have a chance. There's always something interesting happening, so listen early and often. Now back to the show. Blondie on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida, from the album No Exit. That was Maria. Good morning. My name is Nick. I have a very special guest, as I always do every Monday, because you're listening to a certain degree on WPRK. Uh, Her name, Chris Zara. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Chris, today is July 1st. Okay. 2019. Yes. Half of 2019 is already over. Yeah. It's in the books because this is the seventh month of the year. That's my understanding is that's how it works. Usually. Thank goodness. A lot of things happen today in history, so we're going to do a pop quiz about that. Okay. Historical events that happen today in history. Okay. On today in history. All right. Does that say? I'm not sure how to sure, say that. Sure. No, let's go with it. So there are some real stakes. I'm going to be scoring you. I'm not going to tell you what your score is. Okay. I'm a little based nervous. based on your score, we will either... Uh, become bitter enemies. Okay. Retain our friendship. Okay. Or become best friends. Okay. Super best friends. Okay. Like I will support you in everything to an almost obnoxious level. Okay. Great. On July 1st, 1916, mm-hmm. Honus Wagner became the oldest baseball player to hit an inside the park home run at 42 years and four months. This is impressive because at 42 years and four months, I, I don't know that I could run to first base all that quickly. <laughs> right. But an inside the park home run, you have to like run the bases. Like it doesn't go outside. The, you could still get out. Okay. So you have to you run, have to really run fast. fast. Okay. Now, that's pretty impressive. Okay. What would have been more impressive? A, he was playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So if he had been dressed and talking like an actual pirate mm. while doing that. Okay. Or B... He was playing Harry Potter, Wizards Unite, while running the bases. What would have been more impressive? Dressing uh, like a pirate or Harry Potter? Speaking as a theater person, I would have I would have been more impressed by the pirate performance. Okay. That is a good answer. Now, the right answer would have been Harry Potter, Wizards okay. Unite, because that means he would have been a time traveler and actually traveled uh, back okay. with a cell phone. That's gotcha. fine. That's okay. fine. You got it. It's fine. I'll give you half a point. Okay. Um Speaking of age, Canada turns 152 years old today. Okay. As we all know, it's the only country whose national anthem is improvised. I don't know if you realize this. Most people sing the same words over and over again. But after O Canada, Uh that all the verses are whatever you want it to be. Okay, I like that. Which was, I think, a really, you know, forward thinking in terms of what they were doing with their theme song. Theme song? Their national anthem. (laughs) Same thing. Theme song. (laughs) So if you could, go ahead and improvise the first verse of O Canada. See, I don't even know how the tune goes. So oh, is- Canada, you're so very great. Oh, Canada, I think you have many lakes. Something like that. <sighs> okay. Oh, I got, oh, Canada, you're snowy. Some of the time, oh, Canada, uh, I would, God, this is really bad. <laughs> no, no, please tell me the time. Oh, there you go. No, not good. No, no, not good. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. No, it's not like you're an improviser, you know, semi-professionally or anything. No, no. I have just lost all future gigs. <laughs> let's keep, let's move on. Okay. Birthdays. Yes. July 1st, okay. 1903. Amy Johnson was born in Great, is it Britain or British? Great Britain, right? Yes, 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 yes. She is what we in the business would call a spark plug. Okay. She took up flying as a hobby, and this is uh, like the early 1900s, and she was one of the first British women to get her pilot's license. She also got her engineer's license. She was the first British woman to do that. Wow. Uh, during the Second World War, she joined the newly formed Air Transport Auxiliary, ATA. Um, so they wouldn't fight, but when the planes needed to be transported somewhere, they would fly the planes around Britain. So they could go get repaired, they could get outfitted for their bombing raids, that sort of thing. She would do that. Okay. And she rose uh, to the uh, to the rank of first officer uh, within that. She was also the first female pilot to fly alone from England to Australia. And she did that in 1930. Wow. That trip was made on a secondhand de Havilland DH-60 Gypsy Moth named Jason. Okay. That was the name of her plane. Jason. Good. Awesome. Now, if you were to name your plane, you were about to take halfway around the world without barely any electronics, no mm -hmm. GPS, mm -hmm. all by yourself. Mm -hmm. What would you name it? Lucky. Lucky? Yeah. Just because you're... Hoping for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, thanks. I like that. All right, so we just heard from Blondie. Debbie Harry was born on this day in yeah. 1945. From the song Hanging on the Telephone, I'm in the phone booth. It's the one across the hall. If you don't answer, I'll just ring it off the wall. I know he's there, but I just had to call. So kind of a stalkery song. Okay. She's talking about being close to somebody. How would you explain a phone booth to somebody like your kids and what it is? We have probably never seen one. Okay. My son is into everything retro, so oh, okay. I wouldn't have to explain it to him. Uh, my daughter, um, let's see. How would you explain a phone booth? I would say it is a glass closet um, with, uh, I guess, kind of like an accordion door. Yeah. Um, and you'd, you'd step inside of it and close yourself in and everybody can see you inside. Uh, but you're in there making this private phone call while everybody can stare at you. It's kind of like a glass cage. Right? How? Why did we ever use those? The way you describe it, I just... Yeah. That does not sound that appealing. How did Superman change in there without being noticed? Uh, he was an exhibitionist. Okay. I think that's, I mean, that's why he's always wearing his underwear on the outside <laughs> gotcha. of his okay. uniform. Okay. Uniform? Costume. Costume. <laughs> Costume. <laughs> All right. One last question. Okay. I want to see if you can guess it, depending on how many clues you need. On this day, mm -hmm. 1979. Yes. Many years before you were born, <laughs> a piece of technology came out that really changed the world. You could listen to music on the go. It was by a Japanese company. You know what I'm talking about? I can guess. Go ahead. I'm going to say a Yamaha Walkman. A Sony Walkman, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Japanese would disagree. Uh, Yamaha Walkman, I feel like, is like a motor scooter of some kind. Okay, all right. Well, they make a lot of stuff. I mean, they yeah. make pianos. All right. All right. Sony Walkman. Nice. Yeah. Did you have one when you were a kid? I did. Did you play cassettes or CDs or what did you have? I played uh, cassettes and I had a couple of favorites. 
Phantom of the Opera soundtrack. As listen to all of us. Over uh, who didn't over. have that? Right. Raise your hands right now, <laughs> except if you're driving. <laughs> My hands are raised, both of them. Um, and George Michael, his cassette with Faith. Nice. Yeah. I saw him at the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. With my mom and my sister. Nice. And uh, yeah, I got a shirt that said on the front, I want your sex. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't know why <laughs> I wanted mom. to be controversial. Yeah. And I wore that once to junior high and they asked me, please don't wear that again. Uh, you wore it to school? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. There was a part one, a part two, and I think a part three. Yeah, he did a lot of yeah. stuff. He wanted... R.I.P. George sex. Michael. Yeah. And... Happy birthday to all the people who I mentioned earlier, especially Debbie Harry. Yes. And everybody else who has a birthday today. Let's play a song. This is, uh, we're almost done. Okay. We're going to come back and do plugs. Can you stick around for plugs? Sure. Don't go nowhere. Got it. Okay, great. Uh, this is Patty Casey featuring the Dublin Gospel pro, uh, Choir. Uh, it starts out with Grandma's Hands, and then it ends with No Diggity. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Hey, you're listening to a certain degree, and I really appreciate you downloading or streaming or however you're interacting with this episode. It's hard for me to ask for your support because you're already doing so much just by listening to the sound of my voice. If you have the time and inclination, please subscribe to the podcast. Follow the show on whatever social media channel you want. And if you want to do more, let me know what you think. Email me. Leave a review. DM me. Whatever channel works best for you, hey, it works best for me. Again, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you listening. I really appreciate you being here and being present. Now back to the show. It's hard to sing along when it's just humming. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good try. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to talk? Go for okay, it. Okay, great. Uh, so that was Patty Casey featuring the uh, uh, Glasgow? No, some sort of choir from somewhere. Look, at, You can go online and see what I played All right. on the internet. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a Certain Degree. We have to get out of here. It's time for the Orlando Theater Hour, which is a great show. You should listen to that as well if you don't get a chance to listen to it in your car or uh, on your phone or at your desk, then you can listen to the recorded version afterwards. Ashley Ann Gardner is a fantastic host. So my name has been Nick. It will continue to be Nick. Uh, Chris Zara, thank you so much. Let's yes, shake hands on yes. the air. Thank you for being here. Thank you here. so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. So Black Cow Jumps is coming up on July 13th. Yes. You won't be performing in that I, one? I will be watching. I will be in the audience. So I'll be there too, so you can come and meet awesome. us. And uh, we can perform in the audience. We'll do a competing show in the audience while they're doing their show on the stage. Okay. And then uh, again on August 17th, they'll be doing another show. Yeah. And you'll be in that one? I'll be in that one. Okay, great. And uh, Black Cow Jumps is on Facebook and Instagram if you want to follow along. Next week on this uh, show, we've got Odd Numbers number 21 with Jillian Elizabeth. She's a local improviser. And Andrew Chang of Swan City will be here for To a Certain Degree. Well, he'll be here to a certain degree uh, <laughs> on July 15th. My name has been Nick. It will probably continue to be Nick for some time in the future. Thanks so much for listening. If you missed any of this episode, go to a certain degree.com.
And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends about how awesome this episode was. Subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe. The moral of this episode, find your tribe, even if it's online. Get with them. Ask them questions. I could be part of your tribe. I'm a good tribe member. I, uh, that doesn't sound right. Also, check out toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Thanks for listening. I'll truly miss our little talks.